You are listening to Digging In Podcast, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Digging In, presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors. I'm your host, Ken Joe Kelly, helping you get those questions answered to and through retirement. Today, I'm joined for the first time by a very esteemed guest, um, a man who spent some time behind bars and who has recently passed his Series 65 exam. Ladies and gentlemen, Logan Giggle. How you doing? Doing great. Um, just to clear the air there i was on the right side of the bars but i did <laughs> spend some time at uh, at a prison there working in pontiac um, for a couple of years trying to figure out what i wanted to do and uh, i got turned on to the, the um, financial industry and kind of been doing this for the last year or so it's called a hook logan it's called a hook you got to yeah. get people engaged in the content and uh i mean Yes, it's a play on words. You know you were on the right side of the bars. But um but yeah, you've done you've done a little bit of of different things in your life, right? So uh athlete all through high school, played football in college. Yep. Um and then kind of worked a few different jobs, a little bit of agriculture, a little bit of uh time being a prison guard, right? Yeah. What what was that? What was the, the prison guard life like? First of all, that has nothing to do with the financial industry. This is <laughs> just a pure close. question out of my own curiosity. What was life like there? Oh, man, I could talk for hours on that. I, I saw a lot of very interesting things, things that I probably shouldn't repeat. Um, but I, I learned an incredible amount about myself. And, and I, and I, I just to get to know all the people that have worked there for, for years and years, create a lot of great relationships and I think overall just kind of like my communication uh, skills kind of kind of helped kind of push me forward into this industry because you know that creating that connection is huge in this industry yeah and I think just going up and down the galleries and, and just meeting so many different people from so many different walks of life it just it just kind of opened my eyes and, and just it made, made things easier I guess so communicate yeah yeah i i think back to like prison movies that i've seen uh like the longest yard right like that like i think about that because you played football and you were a prison guard no no nothing like that they used to back in the day they actually used to do the prison guards against inmates on like softball maybe like uh, flag football yeah inmates had their own pickup games with whether it be flag football right had basketball um but that was years ago that they used to do it, the guards versus okay. inmates. I never got to experience that. I always talked about it. I think it'd be fun. There must have um, been something that happened, some reason why they stopped it. They, but, they uh, really tightened down on things that around there, I think, early 2000s. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely reasons. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's for another con- conspiracy <laughs> theory podcast. Um, I, I do want to talk about your transition to the financial services realm because – those things seem like they're not related at all. So what was going on with you? What were you searching for? What did you find and what has what has been the the attractive part about what you do now? Uh, well, at the prison, um, and they told us this going in, is that you're going to, you know, over the years, you're going to start slowly, like, kind of feel like you don't have a purpose. Being in this prison, you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. And after two years, I kind of started feeling that. I was like, I need something that I'm actually going to be helping people in, in something like day-to-day. Um, and that's the finances. Finances is just so huge in people's lives. And, I, and I've said it before is that, um, you know, you have your major things in life, your health, your family, and your finances. And sometimes 
for some people, finances comes first. Like the, some mm-hmm. people don't want to go to the doctor because it's going to cost money. Right. And and so that's if I can help with something like that in in the smallest way, that's awesome. I think that's huge. And it, on top of that, it's just such a complex field. Mm-hmm. Um, like just studying for the sixty five, reading yeah. through all that material, it's just there's just so much stuff. And like I said on the radio the other day, it was it's like another language sometimes. Like trying to grasp all that, and you read it and you read it again, and it's just like wow. It didn't even make sense after reading it 10 times. But then, you know, over the last year or so, it started, I think, just being just surrounded by it and absorbed in it that I, I actually started grasping things. And I feel very, very, very comfortable nowadays talking about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So your, your transition here, when, when you joined the Rooted family, your official job title was? New business coordinator. New business coordinator. And so yeah. for those of the, those listening and watching that don't know what that is, what, what does that entail? Well, it's a little bit of everything. Um, I know there's a, I, I spent a lot of time um, sitting down with the prospects or, or people that were transitioning from prospect to new client and kind of gather some information, um, go over paperwork, that questions on, on that, that transition process from maybe an old advisor they had or a 401k. And I would help them move those funds from that old, old company or old account to the new account that we just established. Um, that kind of, uh, I mean, people call in, had questions on the account, I'd be your guy. And just pretty well, just on, on like the whole service side of things, keeping keeping that relationship with the clients going. And we kind of moved from that new business to a different title of a, of a it was just a, like, a, wasn't a service advisor yet, but it was just more of like a service role where I would, you know, kind of help with the northern clients. Mm-hmm. And as we're expanding, we need to kind of like split it up a little bit. And then now that I've got my 65, I can actually say service advisor. Hey, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Um, yeah, I, every time I walk in the back, you're always on hold um, with some different company oh, and walking so through fun. different processes. Um, it seems like no matter how easy we want it to be, there's always a glitch in the system, always something like that going on. So you've done a great job of like helping uh, clients understand that transition process because it's not instant as as much as of our world is instantaneous right moving money between these different institutions is kind of a dinosaur oh yeah and and just the fact that there's so many different companies and every company does it their own way so you have to know all the ins and outs and and when you think you know you're, you how to do it next week they maybe they change their processes or you, it's just a totally different uh, uh, based off what company you're pulling the funds from right add another form or need another yep. signature and then that sends you on a wild goose chase to track all that information exactly down. and some allow electronic signatures some don't and you just yeah. well it's a complicated world and i'm glad you're in it and understand it um let's rewind a little bit to the 65 what what's what was your motivation um to, to study for this thing because this thing is a bear oh um, it's it's not easy I think I told you when you were studying it's like um, and all the time I've spent around financial advisors I know some of the top financial advisors in the country that haven't been able to pass this exam to get this licensure so they've hired people on their team that have it so they can do um, all the AUM business but uh, what what spurred you on to really to really strive for this well like I said, I wanted to get in this industry to help people, and, and having that license is, is kind of key to be able to move forward, to be able to sit down and, and kind of guide people into the right direction with their, their retirement. And uh, I remember um, 
you know, my wife used to work here at Rooted and she's like, oh, there's an opening. And I was like, perfect. Cause I'm trying to get out of what I'm doing. And I talked to my mother-in-law and she's been, she was in the financial, or she still is in the financial field. And she's the one that like, uh, she turned me on to it. And, and, uh, so I got that set up with an interview. I sat down with Zach over at one of the local restaurants and we just talked for an hour and, and he liked what I had to say. And he's like, yeah, just apply for it. And so I kind of was going through that process. And as I was going through it, I ended up buying the material before I even knew I had the job. Okay. I was like, whether I was getting the job or not, I mean, I don't know if I was just that confident that I was going to get it right. or that I was just, I'm moving forward in this industry no matter yeah. what. So I bought that material, started studying. Uh, it was March 2021. 20, so yeah, March 2021 last year. Um, and I ended up getting the job, obviously. And just, it, it I mean, I, I made it through college seemed like I didn't really have to try too hard and just kind of things came easy. So I kind of tried to took that, it took that same mental, or, um, thought process going into studying for this to find out that is way more complex than just anything I've ever gone through in any schooling. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like a, probably like a 300 page book on top of uh, videos. And, um, I took hundreds of quizzes and some practice exams and it just, it, I think like I had mentioned on the radio is that I just thought it would just come naturally. Like mm-hmm. I was used to like, you know, a- athletics, it seemed like things came so naturally. Right. But then I started thinking back to it is that it wasn't that natural. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you 90% of the time you're practicing right. for any event, any games when it comes to sports. So it's like, I had to keep that thought that I had to keep pushing myself that it's not going to come naturally. It's not mm-hmm. going to be easy. And, um, finally after about nine months or so, things started really clicking more and more and, and just being surrounded by it, you know, talking to Jackson. I know he's been on the podcast mm-hmm. in the back, me and him always bouncing yeah. ideas and thoughts uh, off each other and, and just started everything. I think as you start to learn, things start to kind of like compound and it just, it makes getting new information just easier to, to like retain it. Right. And so it kind of helps that you were kind of thrown into the deep end and then you're hearing some of that lingo, like, day in and day out about about different things that are included in that test now a lot of that test still is is things that we don't do here which yeah. also makes it difficult because then that's complete that part's completely foreign and i feel like in standardized test half the way they word questions like they're trying to trick you up well, they 100% uh, and that's not, that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> i remember actually so in the study material they, they talked about how hey on the test you might see a question where none of the answers are correct. I was like, well, that makes no sense. They said, you just have to choose one that might make the most sense. I'm like, what? Might really, make the most sense. Yeah, they're just really setting you up. <laughs> like, how's a guy supposed to, how's a guy supposed to know that none of the answers are correct? That's, yeah, you that's really trippy, have to man. Know everything for, to, to uh, actually get, you know, you have to get a 72% on it, which doesn't sound like much, but when you're talking, having to know like every single line of that book, Right, right. It, uh, it's a lot of information. And, and this is an exam where you have to go to a special facility, mm-hmm. be monitored, and how many hours is the is the test? But it, you get three hours, and it usually took me a little over two to do it. Three hours. Yeah, 140 questions. You're sitting, it's all multiple choice. Sitting there multiple sweating choice. bullets? It's all multiple choice? It's all multiple choice. You're like, I'm like, ah, that's, that's no problem. <laughs> I mean, all, multiple choice, multiple choice. I mean, it can't be that hard, but no, they like you said, they, they try oh. their best to trick you. That's crazy, man. Well, I know we're all super proud of you for passing it. I know I would come in here at night, in the evening, on the weekend, and you'd be in here doing practice exams and studying, man. I'm, we're all just super proud of you. What are your plans for the license? How how do you envision it helping you in your role moving forward? 
Well, as the company expands, I, I do want to be that guy that um, can can do the reviews and people call them with the hard questions. They want to go to me or I can do the digging on that and kind of get more, get, get out of like the, just like the processing paperwork and, and that end of things and getting more into like the, the, I don't know, the deep end, like the intellectual stuff, the, the harder stuff. Oh yeah. Off into the weeds as John calls it. Yes, we do. We do like to get into the weeds. Off sometimes. into the weeds. Well, that's awesome because I mean, I think some of us understand it from like a high level, right? But yeah. when people really need their questions answered, they want you to dig in, mm-hmm. right? They want to find that exact answer. You've been great at doing that for clients transitioning money over and stuff like that. It's going to be awesome to see how you transition into helping current clients with reviews and stuff like that, man. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, what, uh, what, what else you want to talk about your first time on the podcast, huh? I guess a question I always ask advisors is what is your first recollection of money? And now that you're an advisor, now that you have that 65, oh, I get to ask you, what is your first recollection of money? I think this is always a fun question to ask because it's like I get to we get to see a little bit about Logan, who you are. Like, were you the kid with the paper route that was like delivering papers every day or on Saturdays you were saving up for you know, baseball cards or a new pair of sneakers or something like that? Or were you the kid that uh, you know, every quarter you got was spent on candy. Like it was burning a hole in your pocket every time you got birthday money or something like that. So I've always been very money conscious. I, I, I've always felt that way from as long as I can remember. Uh, I remember I was always the one. So I'm the youngest of three. Okay. Boys. And, you know, obviously I was the smallest for a while. And my brothers, you know, just being brothers, boys with boys. Oh, yeah. They'd always pick on me since I was the youngest and smallest. Well, I always knew there'd be a day I'd come, you know, I'd be bigger than them. That's besides (laughs) the point. Because today I am, I'm much bigger than they don't mess with me anymore. But I was always the one that would jump up if something needed to get done around the house. I would mow the lawn. You know, I'd be like, I was like five years old, I remember. I'd be out mowing the lawn. And they're sitting inside watching TV. I was very young. I don't remember exactly how old. But I'd be shoveling the driveway, snow. And my parents would give me like five bucks. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that I remember, and my brothers, same way, we would go out to our family farm. And I, I've been working out there my entire life. Um, got pigs and, you know, just regular corn, beans. And they had cows for a little while. But we would spend all day out there with Grandpa on the farm. And every once in a while, he'd give us like a $20 bill. That's big time. That was the greatest thing. That's big time. Yeah. And then now that I'm looking back and I was like, man, we worked for like 40 hours over like (laughs) a few weeks and we got 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Not a great deal, but I mean, I didn't have any expenses. So 20 bucks. Yeah. That was the greatest thing in the world. And and so I I don't know what I would do with it. Maybe throw it in a wallet that I had. Um, I did have a bank account. Maybe throw some funds in there every now and again. But that, that really, I think just working out at that farm just really established that the hard work. And just being proud of what you do and, and, and what you, you know, what you earned and, and yeah, just really, I, I loved it. It was, yeah, it was great. That's, it's so interesting, right? The team that like Zach has assembled here. It's like nobody comes from money, right? Yeah. There's like blue collar backgrounds all over the place, um, which is really interesting and really cool to see because I think everybody here, like there was no silver spoons in anybody's mouth like everybody had to work and scrap and like zach shoveled cow manure Mm. right like john shoveled cow manure (laughs) helped his dad work on some cars right you're helping with pigs on the farm uh you know my dad uh, was in agriculture for a really long time so i rode around with him and learned how to take field notes you know hilda hustled in a restaurant you know like everybody has some kind of like blue collar background that they're drawing on it makes 
I I feel like personally, it makes it feel like our team has a greater appreciation for our clients and prospects money when they come in 100%. because we know we know what it's like to to have to hustle and grind sweat it out for those dollars we see that like appreciation for our clients that they did that for so many years um i feel like it really lies at the heart of almost everybody on our team 100 percent. and i know just sitting down talking to the clients or, or even new people that are newly onboarded and you just start talking about stuff like that. And I'll, I'll bring up, you know, working on the farm. And they always appreciate that. Just just hearing that, you know, you kind of, you, you were in. You know. Yeah. You've you, been you, there. Like they, they work hard. They knew that you, you've kind of been through th- some things. And, and like even in college, I would come home for the summer and I would work building grain bins. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I was construction working 50, 60 hours a week. That's good for you. Yeah. That's I good mean, for you. I mean, so much. It's all that physical labor. And um, going from always on my feet all day. Um, and then coming to sitting sitting down, for the m- most part, I mean, we get up and we we go around, we talk, and like I said, we go you know, sit in front of clients, go to events, but it's just a totally different kind of tired. Yeah, just sitting down. It's and, a lot more like emotional, emotional and like mental energy that you're that you're extending to towards your work instead of like you know the f- brute physicality of working on the farm or building grain mm-hmm. bins, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, we're like I said, we're all super proud of you for passing your sixty-five. You. Uh, just adds adds to the depth here um, at a, at uh, Rooted Wealth Advisors of the team that we have, uh, the expertise that's available. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. We're going to wrap it up. If you have any questions on anything you've heard on today's show, or you want to talk to Logan about your account or something like that, give us a call. The number is 815-918-4727. Tell them you heard about them from the Digging In podcast. That'll do it for us today. Until next time, keep digging in. This was Digging In Podcast. Presented by Rooted Wealth Advisors.